what we eat determines our mental health so the food and the mood is completely connected what we eat influences our mood our irritability how we deal with stress how we are relaxed are you angry are you irritable how you talk to a person how you comprehend things Hey, you are listening to Dream 100 Business Show podcast with Savita Husamani. Welcome to Dream 100 Business Show podcast listener. In this episode, we will explore the intricate link between the gut and mental health. We will arrive at how nutrition plays an important role in promoting mental clarity and emotional balance. Also we will discover how food can be a powerful tool for healing the gut with practical insights into essential nutrients and dietary recommendations amazing isn't it the role of fermented foods in promoting a diverse and a robust gut microbiome will be explored thereby offering a holistic perspective on overall well-being we will also be touching upon the impact of stress on gut health and will be sharing dietary strategies for managing stress empowering listeners to take control of their gut and mental health from within join us on this enlightening journey as we navigate through the secrets of gut health with shrimati venkatraman who is one of the most trusted online nutrition consultant in bangalore she is recognized as one of the best nutrition and dietitians in india 2023 for personalized nutrition counseling for her outstanding contribution to the indian healthcare and wellness sector Welcome to Dream 100 Business Show podcast, Shrimati. It's truly an honor and pleasure to have you here on our show. Thank you so much, Samita. It is really great that I have this opportunity. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. So let's get started. First and foremost, I would like to understand what is gut health. So gut is basically trillions of bacteria that resides in our digestive system. So what is our gastrointestinal tract, which is our digestive system, is from the mouth to the anus. Don't want to get too technical, but it is the stomach, the small okay. intestine, the large intestine. So it is a whole thing, and also it is not just the bacteria that is there. We have a viral fungi microbes than we are human cells so what happens is there is certain bacteria viral fungus in the oral cavity in the genital tract in our skin microbiome so there is trillions of bacteria in our skin which is the largest organ basically gutters the digestive system and it is our trillions of bacteria that is there whether it is beneficial or not depends upon the individual person Awesome. So now, how does this uh, gut health impact our mental health as well? So what happens is because of this, the microbes that is residing in the gut, which is our stomach and the intestines. What happens? There is a constant communication. There is a gut and a brain access. So what it is is it is like a cell tower and a SIM card. 
so they constantly are in touch with each other they exchange information with different organs so this neural system the nervous system is connected to the brain from different organs and the gut brain axis is the major influential thing so what happens is what we eat determines our mental health so the food and the mood is completely connected what we eat influences our mood our irritability how we deal with stress how we are relaxed are you angry are you irritable how you talk to a person how you comprehend things like you understand when you read something you understand the situation when you talk to someone you gauge their body language and then you have certain information and you respond to a conversation all this is the gut and the brain axis so this is how what we eat influences our mental health because of different things we eat so for example some people say when i eat curd rice i really feel sleepy the way we eat what we eat what time we eat influences our mental health okay awesome so in that case uh, how can we determine that if uh, food can be used as uh, the cause for a disease or the cause for healing for our gut health so you are not what you eat alone you are what you absorb to absorb you need to digest the food what happens is 50% of the stuff that we eat are actually not real food we are every day every week every month every year the ultra processed foods for convenience sake we eat more of convenience food that is there so which is very high in chemicals sugars fat salt and you will be surprised as indians we eat almost 10.4 grams of salt per day but actually the who says throughout the world that only 5 grams of salt is healthy so that is really huge so you ask me how food can be used as a tool we are a traditional uh, country with we eat according to season we according to circadian rhythm there are a lot of uh, cultures in our own country we don't eat after sunset which is a great thing so we eat according to circadian rhythm which is basically sunrise to sunset or at least till about an early dinner because the digestion is in its peak and get enough sleep so all this is a tool so body is a wonderful machine it knows to repair itself it knows to life happens it's not that we eat all the time the same food we go out we celebrate holidays we celebrate festivals we, but the body knows how to adapt itself come out of an infection fight a viral infection fight a bacterial infect fight a disease and come out repair heal everything is because of the food so it is very important that we eat traditional regional think local think seasonal and you can use food as a tool to heal your gut awesome how will we know that the food that we are heating is actually healthy and our gut also will remain healthy so see there are body always gives you certain signals which you know you get a one sided headache sometimes when you are not eating you skip a meal some people 
but some people are really used to eating only one meal a day or two meals a day they skip it so it all depends upon the constitution so when the body gives you signals you need to be receptive why i have severe headache today i have a migraine today i have a one sided headache today uh, i'm burping all the time i feel so bloated in spite of me not eating anything outside or i i ate only last 3 days when i'm just thinking i ate only home food why am i feeling so bloated sometimes you feel that you are like constipated or so there are so many signals that the body gives we try to ignore by only addressing the symptoms and not the root cause so what happens is if you have a headache if you feel that you're uh, feeling very fatigued you want to finish that project you want to finish the assignment but you are unable to focus every time by the time you read about four sentences or looking at a code in your computer your brain wanders you're in a brain fog by 4 o'clock you're so fatigued you're so exhausted you just want to lie down so there are many things where these are all the things that tells you that okay there are certain symptoms which the body is telling you and you say okay i'm getting headaches often are you hydrating enough are you drinking enough water are uh, are you you're completely bloated are you just king uh, eating the right foods you're constipated are you uh, having enough fiber are you eating enough fresh things are you eating too much of ultra processed foods so you have to just review yourself okay what did i eat yesterday what did i do it's not that instantly it happens body as i told you is a wonderful machine it takes all the brunts whatever we are giving because of the like monday you get up very early because you have to finish a assignment or you have to commute to go to a certain place for a project meeting the next day you're going to sleep and everything weekends you have a different routine the body takes it the brunt but there is a threshold and after that you see many many symptoms so that means it is trying to tell you you are not doing something <laughs> awesome in india though we are staying in bangalore we also try to eat north indian food yeah. uh, andhra food or uh, chinese food mexican food and we don't know whether that food is actually healthy or not for us any specific foods uh, which you would recommend uh, for having a healthy gut you are a person from the south you want to eat a north not only north east west everything we all love our cuisine diversity is our strength in every 100 miles we have a different cuisine inside one state the north west eat differently <laughs> staple cereals are completely different the seasonal fruits are completely different when you think of a certain state you think of a pickle you think of a fruit you think of a, a deep fried food a sweet a condiment a spice so many things are there yes you can eat all this but there are certain things which you need to know that first do no harm to your gut remove all the ultra processed ultra processed is basically no nutrients in that more of only empty calories so it can be aerated drink which is only sugar and water you need to look at the nutrition label for example you think that okay i am drinking a lassi i am drinking probiotic oh my god i am drinking everything healthy today i am not drinking my uh, black coffee or an aerated drink or a cola i am taking a lassi and i'm going to drink it and when you see the tetra pack it says 21 grams of sugar added sugar 
for a 200 ml of drink. So please look at the nutrition label. Yes, you can have specific foods. So as I said, take away the ultra processed food like maida refined. So too much of salt, high fat, high sugar, high salt. HFSS. You remove all this, remove the ultra processed food, eat lots and lots of colorful things like Fiber is very important. So you eat lots of fruits and vegetables. The more colorful you eat, the more colorful your plate is, it is better. And definitely we are known for our spices. We are known for our turmeric, amla, prebiotics in the form of raw banana, bananas, banana stem, banana flower. You have a lot of good starch in the form of our indigenous roots. It can be a yam. It can be a tapioca, it can be a sweet potato, it can be your RB. So locally, there are a lot of things. Your moringa, it need not be expensive is what I'm trying to tell. It can mm-hmm. be fresh coconut, which is good fats and great fiber. It can be curd, it can be buttermilk, it can be olive oil, mustard oil. There are certain states we use only mustard oil. Sesame oil, there are certain states we use groundnut oil. So mustard, sesame, olive oil, coconut oil, fresh and it should be definitely cold pressed. And these are the things that is very, very important where you look into your kitchen as your pharmacist. Mm-hmm. And that is why food heals. Awesome. We also are used to eating fermented foods, be it in the form of dosa, idli, uh, all these. Are, uh, yeah. So do they contribute to the gut health also? Because from time immemorial, we have been having this food. And now suddenly we hear that if you eat... Uh, um, Mysore masala dosa with all this oil, it is not good. <laughs> so the fermented foods are really great. But the only thing is we add too much oil or it's more than 550 calories, one masala dosa alone. I'm not saying you should not. The way we eat, the how we prepare it. So definitely fermented foods are extremely good for your health. How it is good is it feeds the beneficial bacteria. So time centuries throughout the countries, we have different fermented foods wherever there is and more so in our country where there is lots of fermented foods that are used. Your idli, dosa, dokla, your buttermilk, your curd, your chas, your lassi, everything is really, really good. And there are a lot of uh, preparations where we use it also. So how this fermented food is, the total beneficial bacteria will increase because of the fermented food. So what I want to really point out is the bad bacteria or the harmful bacteria will come down, which can be an E. coli, which can be your H. pylori, which can be your total coliform bacteria. These are which especially H. pylori, where it a lot of gastritis, acidity, and different issues where it has H. pylori infection. That is why they test for you and then they give you for a, a treatment plan, a protocol when you have a H. pylori and that has to. So it brings down the bad bacteria and harmful bacteria and increases the beneficial bacteria. Yes, definitely go for your ferment. <laughs> we do home remedies also on our own. So if we uh, feel that stomach is bloated or take ajwain water, do you think uh, it is uh, really scientific and we can do this home remedies on our own? It also depends upon what you're suffering from. Yes, definitely an ajwain water, a jeera water. It's so don't uh, look at the social media. Maybe 
maybe consult your grandma what uh, they have done throughout maybe they will have lot of uh, concoctions infusions definitely home remedies help but try to find the right home remedy for the right thing that you are suffering from so for example i can tell you about a person with a middle aged lady who came to me for in my clinic and she had lot of food intolerances she was very 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 limited diet just a curd and a rice and only buttermilk and because everything used to give her cramps and lot of diarrhea she used to be so scared to eat anything even inside let alone outside and also travel to uh, daughter or son living in the neighboring state so she never used to travel so she used to come as a desperate she wanted to see her grandchildren and this is really impacting on life she was drinking jeera water all the time thinking that that would help her so when we tried to find out why the cramps are coming and other things she was intolerant to jeera oh so yes it is a definitely a remedy you overdo things and what happens is over years they also try to come to a doctor or a qualified dietitian only after suffering for months and months and months and it impairs the quality of life by the time they are in a very monotonous very limited food groups and that has caused lot of vitamin deficiencies mineral deficiencies in the body and that would cause lot of other issues also chronic health issues and constipation because you are not taking fiber it doesn't digest for you try to find a qualified person see what is bothering you definitely there are home remedies even in my practice i give lot of infusions for me heal with food is our mantra and mitara and definitely kitchen is our pharmacy awesome so can you provide specific dietary recommendations for individuals who are looking to improve their mental clarity okay so do not follow fad diets you can see in the social media where people always say that okay this infusion if i drink i'm fine you lose 10 kilos if you look at any qualified dietitian will only recommend a balanced diet why is it so it is not one superfood or one food if you look at an indian thali it will be there is carbs there is protein well there is uh, fiber there is uh, liquids actually ayurveda says one third of your food should be a liquid that is why we have a rasam we have a patla dal we have a kutu we have lot of vegetables in the form of curries gravies we have prebiotic foods which is lot of fiber and a pre and a probiotic food which is basically a ravial or a combination of a kadi with a vegetable so we all have a science in our thali itself so definitely have a balanced diet unless you have an intolerance to something like a gluten or a lactose or a particular milk don't follow a fad diet unless you have a real issue like bloating or you go to the loo multiple times when you eat a food otherwise do not think that okay i'm going on a certain diet because someone else is saying in the social media number 1 remove all the ultra processed food from your diet that uh, it can be extra sugar which maybe you're drinking lot of coke or you're drinking lot of colas you're drinking aerated drinks or even boxed juices which can be adding too much of sugar to your thing or you can have processed snacks your namkeens so remove what is causing all these things and then put in only what is good a wholesome food so for example an omega 3 you can have lot of for from the mental health point of view which you asked 
It is nuts and oil seeds, seaweeds. It can be because the walnuts, the almonds, and you have sesame seeds, the sesame oil, the mustard oil, all different things have different uh, uh, essential fats, your omega-3. If you are a person who is a non-veg, you can eat a lot of salmon, mackerel, fish oil also is excellent in omega-3, which is great for your mental health. As I pointed out, fermented foods, cocoa, it's excellent if you have dark chocolate without too much sugar in it. And also butter, just check the composition of the dark chocolate. And the cocoa, if you have spinach, broccoli, colorful fruits, yellow, red, green, whatever, white, whatever you find, seasonal vegetables and uh, berries, ginger, turmeric, amla, your uh, moringa, definitely your spices, which is your ginger, black pepper, your ajwain, your jeera, different things. So these are the kitchen pounds. It definitely improves your thing. And hydration is very, very important. As long as you're eating well and you are passing motion every day in a proper way, that is important. Do not, constipation is a very huge issue and people take it very lightly. So elimination is very important because if you think that I'm having a fiber supplement to pass when you are a young person, it can be a child, it can be a toddler, it can be a, a preteen, an adolescent, a young adult, adult or a geriatric. Try to have through food the fiber and not just as a supplement is mine. Take on this. Mm-hmm. Awesome. When we undergo stress at work or in our personal lives, will it affect our gut health? Definitely. Stress affects the gut health. So the way you deal with stress is very important. We always worry about the future, the finance, the kids, our relationships and all that. So daily stress also adds on to so the anxiety. So the that is why you have a compensatory. You look at food, sweets or namkeens or spices, where we go for these foods, which gives us comfort. So emotional eating is a very real thing. And that is one of the compensatory mechanisms to deal with stress. So, so for example, there is in an emergency, what happens in a triage theory when you look at a stress? The body first tries to deal with the stress first. So the body first tries to heal it. Every nutrition, the nutrients go to heal that particular problem. So it is like that. For in a pregnancy, the all the nutrients as first goes to the fetus. Hmm. So that is why the mother's nutrition affects the uh, growth of the baby. So it all the nutrients go there. So what happens is in the stressed mode, the fight or the flight response, the nutrients are so depleted in your body. So all the mechanisms goes to deal with that stress. So you try to compensate and that. So stress definitely affects gut health. So it is very important that we have the right food. So even suppose sometimes you eat too much of sugar. Yes, you go for a high and then a low and a crash. And that makes you more moody, more irritable. You feel guilty that you ate a tub of ice cream or you had uh, irritated drink or you had a... so much of sweets in front of you or a cake or a pizza or something and then you feel guilty so it is better that you deal with the stress in a different way also with the right foods and also meditation relaxing music whatever soothes you to come out of that <laughs> awesome so any final thought uh, you would like to share with our audience regarding this uh, powerful role of food in healing yeah so you are used to eating certain food habits when you grow up 
and uh, try to eat those traditional foods definitely you can look at the season immediately do not pop medication without supervision or and then also another thing is do not stop a medication if a doctor is given go back to it to taper it off or other things that is also there the more colorful vegetables and fruits and whole grains millets nuts and oil seeds the more the way you eat the plate that you eat the more that is going to help so protein is important carbohydrates is important why i'm stressing on the carbohydrates also is there are people who shame rice there are people who say that i eat rice that's why i put on weight i eat wheat that's why i'm bloated it's not like that it is a way there might be a cause so do not shame a particular food do not uh, think that okay this is causing this there might be innumerable factors that might be causing that definitely go for a balanced diet have carbs have protein have dairy if you're intolerant then avoid it have fermented foods have the right oils have eat in season eat on time get your sleep maintain your weight and definitely exercise and also whatever gives you calm your mental peace a chanting a prayer a ocean sound or anything a music a gong whatever gives you peace mental serenity which is what people are looking for i think after post covid the last two years mental health issues has jumped more than 40% so depression stress anxiety worry yes we all go through this because of many things that happens in our life but we need to find our calmness through food and our lifestyle habits what you eat influences your mental and physical of course <laughs> i think these are amazing insights uh, it is uh, always uh, good to consult a professional and uh, seek the proper advice and maintain it one visit uh, is a must i think for each one of us irrespective of whether we are sick or we are healthy on that note if people want to get in touch with you what would be the best way to connect with you Oh thanks for asking that Samita my company is Mitahara it is an online consultancy and uh, eat to live is our tagline so we distance is no bad there at all we have a website and in the website there are a lot of ways to connect with us there is a cell phone there is forms which you can fill people will definitely reach out to you so we deal with lot of preventive as well as hormonal and gut health and neuronutrition issues you can see the different programs we have so there is a pre consult to understand and then we go into saying that do you want to get into therapy this is how it works and then they can decide that because just one diet sheet alone doesn't work so we do a pre consultation they can take an appointment online everything is automated and a link is given and we have clients over 11 countries wow. and because people want to heal with food and they don't want to just take medicines awesome thank you thank you so much for your wonderful insights thank you so much samita for having me as a guest in your podcast a pleasure to be here i thank shrimati venkataraman from the bottom of my heart for sharing her invaluable insights on this delicate connection between gut health and mental health as we wrap up this informative episode here are my top takeaways the first one being 
small mindful choices in nutrition can lead to profound impact on both your gut and mental health whether it's adopting gut friendly foods practicing mindful eating or incorporating stress relieving strategies into our daily routines our well being is truly within our reach so stay tuned for more episodes that empower you to take charge of your health and a special thank you to all our listeners for joining us on this exploration so until next time prioritize your gut nourish your mind and embrace the path to a healthier more harmonious you thank you so much for being a wonderful listener and as usual we are always waiting to hear from you remember your voice matters share your thoughts experiences and suggestions with us on social media using the hashtag #guthealthwithshrimathi together let's empower inspire and create positive change subscribe share and join us in shaping a more empowered future and as usual we are always waiting to hear from you thank you so much Bye.